the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Difference Makers. Welcome aboard. I'm Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, now on 106.3 FM in East Portland and Vancouver, 93.9 KPDQ, AM 860, The Answer, KPAM, La Patrona 1640, 93.1 El Rey, and 104.1 The Fish. And I'd love to talk with you about getting more people back to your church, sharing about your ministry through our free online church directory and our church service live stream directory, expanding your ministry or business beyond your walls, establishing yourself as an authority in your field, and becoming more known through radio, building awareness of your company or outreach by hosting our events at your location at no risk to you, marketing your message or brand directly to your target audience through the latest and most powerful online tools of Salem Surround. And most importantly, if your ministry leader or pastor could use a phone call, a word of encouragement, a cup of coffee, or a connection to others, please email me at mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. Our very special guest today is the dad of Eric Fishnaller, who is this year's president of Men's Roundup. It's back again, coming to Camp Tadmore, and that'll be September 9th through the 11th with all the details online at mensroundup.com, which I'll link to the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. So welcome, Mike Fishnaller. How are you today, sir? Great. I'm glad to be here. Well, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us and enlighten us about yourself, your faith, your walk, your family, and about this event. Come to Camp Tadmore, September 9th through the 11th. So can you give us the big picture? What exactly is Men's Roundup, Mike? Well, Men's Roundup uh, has been going on for well over 60 years, uh, and it began just as a group of men wanting to get together to grow in their faith and encourage each other and hold each other accountable uh, back in the beginning and has grown into a big event. Um, I guess we might call it a mountaintop experience that a person would come and get blessed with uh, uh, singing with other men uh, in in a, an auditorium that just comes alive, I guess is a good way to put it as any um, when you're when you're in there singing with eight hundred, nine hundred, a thousand other men, uh, you just have a completely different feeling uh, about everything. Generally speaking, uh, men's roundup uh, has attracted everywhere from uh, twelve to thirteen hundred men up to even twenty five hundred when we've had key speakers uh, that uh, have a lot more draw. But unfortunately, we didn't have it the last couple of years, and we're really glad to be back. Well, I'm glad that Men's Roundup is back in action. I think that the pandemic has affected adults as well as the youth that we tend to concentrate on when it comes to 
the various effects of not being able to fellowship in person as much as we were used to in the past. So I'm so glad that Men's Roundup is back this year from September 9th through the 11th at Camp Tadmore in Oregon. And your featured guests include speaker Pastor Chad Moore and musician Austin French. So what can you tell us about both of these? Well, uh, you can actually get a better feel for both of them by going to the mensroundup.com website. And uh, there are video clips for both the speaker and the musician. And, you know, frankly, I'm, uh, I'm older, so I'm somewhat deaf. So I don't really pay attention to the music as much as I pay attention to the teaching. And so I know that Pastor Chad Moore uh, is the head pastor of Sun Valley Community Church in Arizona and uh, has a number of messages that are available online on you, through YouTube or through our Men's Roundup site um, to get a chance to hear him. He really has a great message that he's going to bring on connecting and getting, you know, reconnecting uh, after the what's happened with COVID, I guess is as good a way to put it as any, uh, because we know that we lost that person-to-person connection, even though we were able to uh, get messages via YouTube and, and uh, other means uh, through the websites. It's not the same thing as going to church. It isn't the same thing as being there. Well, that's for sure, Mike. And as a past president of Roundup and as this year's registration chair, what kind of adjustments have you personally had to make coming off of a couple of years without a live in-person men's roundup? Well, personally, uh, in, in terms of uh, getting people to men's roundup, it's just a matter of encouraging everybody to you know get back up on the mountain. The, the nice part about men's roundup is it's primarily an, an outdoor event. Uh, the uh, auditorium that I talked about is... Um, is compact, but it's still open air. So you're not, it's not like you're in a building with recirculated air, you know, which is where a lot of the problems uh, led with COVID. Um, quite frankly, I'm in Idaho now and uh, not in Oregon. So we have not had the restrictions on, on churches getting together and meeting face-to-face and in person, even though some people still stay away. The, the majority, I guess, I, are are back to making sure they get to a Saturday or a Sunday service. Um, the nice part about having the uh, online service available is that if you happen to be out of town or traveling, you can still get the message. You can still keep up with your pastor and your message, uh, but it's always best to be there in person when you can. And so being back up in Men's Roundup, I, I contacted our registration crew and uh, all of the ones that uh, we've had in the past were definitely available and ready to go. I mean, they wanted to be there. Uh, we've wanted to be there the last couple of years, and we're glad to be up there serving this year. And uh, so uh, registration typically opens first thing Friday morning, or not actually about 10 o'clock Friday morning, and uh, we'll be checking people in all day Friday. Camping starts uh, on Thursday. So uh, we welcome people to come up and camp. And uh, you can find all, all the, that information on the Men's Roundup website, mensroundup.com, as you mentioned. Well, that's wonderful, Mike. I'm so glad to see your return to Camp Tadmore in Lebanon, Oregon, for Men's Roundup. And can you tell us about the big picture? Who exactly is the target audience for Men's Roundup? 
is it men already established in the church? Is this at all an evangelical event? If you had a, a non-Christian brother, friend, or neighbor, or coworker, uh, actually, yeah, if it, it is a great event to outreach to. I mean, as you mentioned, if you've got somebody that is interested that maybe doesn't have that saving faith, that uh, personal connection with Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, uh, that person would definitely be welcome and. Uh, they would certainly have the opportunity to be blessed by uh, the ministers there, the pastors, and and other key people that will be ready to help them make that decision of faith. Uh, they don't have to know. All they have to do is have an open heart and be willing to be there. And uh, and and we've had a, a lot of people commit or recommit because we all drift away at times. So there's no question that uh, we all have ups and downs in our lives and, and challenges. And uh, we need to uh, stay connected and reconnect if at all, you know, if we start to drift away. And this is a great event to do that at. Well, that's wonderful, Mike. So living out in Boise, Idaho, you mentioned that some of the COVID type restrictions have been different. So good for you. Can you tell us in your neck of the woods in Boise, how has church attendance been? Are numbers back to where they were before pandemic? You know, it, the church I go to, Eagle Christian Church, which is uh, in in the kind of the northwest uh, portion of the Boise metro area, and they also have three other satellite churches that uh, they broadcast to uh, in in different parts of town, in Nampa and Cuna, and also in West Valley or in e- in uh, the eastern part of uh, Boise, and so uh, th- th- those they have expanded and grown during this period of time. And uh, the, I don't know if you'd say that attendance is that. I guess the best way to put it, Mike, would be that not everybody's back, but attendance has grown uh, steadily. Uh, you know, through this period of time, as soon as we could start meeting directly and and being together, and so. Uh, when we moved here in January of last year, uh, we started attending Eagle Christian Church and uh, and and have not missed any time when we've been uh, in town. Just uh, just an easy thing to do, and when we're, whenever we travel, we're able to keep up on it because it is broadcast and and available either through YouTube or through the website. That's wonderful, Mike. In some ways, it's great to have a backup plan, but do you have any suggestions when it comes to avoiding the mentality of not getting together in person? And why is it so much more important for us to fellowship together? Well, as you mentioned earlier, the you know whether you're a believer already or a new believer or whether you're just interested, and uh, we, we all need to have God in our lives, and we all need to have a saving faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, I didn't know that until I was in my, you know, in my fifties. Quite frankly, uh, it took me a while to get around to it. I mean, the, I grew up as a Catholic, uh, and and in the Catholic Church, of course, you went to con- confession, and if you were lucky, you didn't think of something you shouldn't have thought about uh, before you even got out of the church and got through with your penance. Uh, that would disqualify you from being able to uh, take communion uh, at, in those days under the guidelines that we had in the Catholic Church. But at, at the same time, uh, you you did know about all the fundamentals. You believed in the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, 
of the virgin birth, uh, you knew that Christ died on the cross. What you didn't put together was that his death on the cross uh, provided that direct connection that we can have uh, to confess our sins to him. I mean, he knows what what our sins are, and uh, he forgives them as long as you believe in him as your Lord and Savior. He, you're, you're saved, and uh, and as long as you confess that out of your mouth, you're saved, and you've got that con- connection. Well, it took me until uh, I started, I moved back to Eugene in about 1991, and uh, started going through a uh, degree completion course at Northwest Christian College, uh, which got me into the Bible. That's the first time I'd ever really gotten into the Bible. I was an altar boy uh, growing up, but I never really read the Bible. We had, you know, catechisms and things like that. But uh, once you start getting into the Bible and realizing what that connection really means, uh, I had a good friend, uh, Doug Shell, who recruited me into that program and then started attending First Baptist Church in Eugene. And uh, there were teachers there that were unbelievable in terms of the connection. Uh, Bob Meltebeck and Ron Harper gave classes uh, on different parts of the of the. Actually, they had uh, a book that was a blending of all four scriptures together, and they would take you through that. And through that, I really came to a full understanding of the fact that I needed a Savior and confess my uh, you know, confess that obviously I was a sinner, no question, and uh, that I knew that Christ died on the cross for my sins, and by believing in Him and confessing that, then I would be welcomed into the family. And and that's, you know, it takes a while to do that, uh, but that's the kind of thing that uh, we need everybody to do. And that takes face-to-face. You can't do that. You know, we all learn differently, but for the most part, you still got to make that personal connection in order to make sure you you put all that together right and then continue to grow. Yeah. Well, Men's Roundup is a part of that because almost immediately after starting to attend First Baptist Church, a friend of, another friend of mine invited me to come up to Men's Roundup and uh, I started serving on the registration crew under, under those folks that were uh, in, in charge of it at that time. And then ultimately, another uh, past uh, president of Men's Roundup, Bob Kemp, and a member of First Baptist Church, invited me to, uh, you know, join the board and go through uh, those steps to become president, uh, which I was in 2001. And it's uh, it's been an integral part of continuing to uh, grow uh, during the during the year. It's a it's one event, so it doesn't. You know, let's let's face it. Going to church on Sunday doesn't give you uh, it gives you a message, but it doesn't give you uh, a Christian life. But the takeaways and then the connection with other men that you would have during the week and uh, going forward and study, you know, Bible studies and things like that. That personal connection is what really makes the difference. Great advice from the former president who is now serving as the registration chair. Men's Roundup returns to Camp Tadmore in Lebanon, Oregon from September 9th through the 11th with more details at the website mensroundup.com. More with our very special guest, Mike Fishnaller, next on Difference Makers.
Welcome back to Difference Makers. Mike Lee here with Mike Fishnaller, who served as president of Men's Roundup. And this year, he's running the registration department. So, Mike, if I remembered your story correctly, you moved to Eugene to acquire your master's degree in 1991 at what was then Northwest Christian College. So what were you studying? Actually, managerial leadership. Um it was it was actually what I was studying, but uh, it was a degree completion program for for my for my gra- undergraduate degree. I when I graduated from high school, uh, went to uh, initially uh, Central Washington State College up in Washington, and then because I really didn't know what I wanted to do with myself as I grew up, I stayed out of term. Well, that was in 1965. And I don't know if you can remember back what was going on in nineteen in the late 1960s, but uh, it didn't take very long for me to get drafted and uh, have an opportunity to become part of the United States Army uh, and spend a fair bit of time in a, a place in Southeast Asia. And, uh, you know, at, at, at that point, I, I guess I... I knew who God was, obviously. Uh, there's no question, and I, you know, but I didn't have that personal connection with Jesus Christ. But I did, uh, I guess, weigh heavily on some of the Psalms and things like that to encourage me and guide me and keep me from making uh, dumb mistakes. I guess uh, would be as good a way to put it as any. But uh, that that degree completion program got me into the Scripture. Um, when you were studying leadership, you studied biblical models of leadership. When you were studying uh, um, business law, you were studying what what the Bible said about what was right and wrong, and 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 that sort of thing. I mean, so you were looking at the Ten Commandments, looking at at uh, things like Psalms and Proverbs, and and all of that. And uh, the interesting part was that Eric, who is the current president of Men's Roundup, uh, he and his then girlfriend, who was his wife, uh, Christy, they uh, they were studying. They were doing part of their Bible study at the kitchen table while I was trying to do my homework um, in in another part of the room, and and I'd get stumped on where to find something in the Bible, and and they'd they'd say, "Well, what are you looking for?" And they, then they quickly look in their uh, life application or their study Bible, which I didn't have. I just had a, a, a Bible, but it didn't really have a good, uh, a, a good search part of it. And we didn't have search engines in those days, of course. Uh, so anyway, uh, they, they come up with that. Well, it didn't take me very long to find out what kind of a Bible they had. And I had one of those the next day because I had to go down and get it uh, in order to search. So yeah, if, you've, if you've gotten into the Bible before and haven't found what you need, then you need to have either a life application or a study Bible because it will have uh, an index in the back that will give you directions so that if you're depressed, you can go back and see what God says about depression. And if you're, uh, you're hurting, you can find out what he says about hurt and healing. And I've, I really found that studying on the one side, I'd find out what, you know, what, what am I, what am I feeling? What, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling uh, threatened or something like that. Well, you want, you want to have hope. You want to go forward. And so I'd always look at, at both the bad and the good, I'd, and I'd end with the good. So uh, if, I was, if I was struggling with something, I'd start with those scriptures that would 
describe what I was struggling with, and then I would go into the scriptures that would be the the answer, so to speak, the the light at the end of the tunnel, and that helped me a lot, and and ultimately uh, helped me become uh, a follow a, a full follower of Jesus Christ as my Savior. Tell us about the logistics. How on earth do you run an event accommodating more than a thousand men? Well, it's it's really interesting to to uh, take a look at it. The Camp Tadmore, of course, is primarily uh, an event or a youth camp during the summertime. So uh, there are literally hundreds of of kids, if you will, young people that are up there from from uh, middle school and high school, primarily age that stay overnight. Uh, there are cabins for that they are housed in, along with yurts that have bunks. Uh, within you know in the yurts and in the cabins and so during the summertime they fill those up with kids and uh, then there's also rv parking uh that's that has the full connections and so forth for part of it but for the men's roundup event it it greatly expands uh we uh, the churches oftentimes will register or or uh, apply for a cabin and that'll accommodate 10 10 of the men in the cabin plus uh, one leader, one church leader, in addition, and uh, and then the yurts uh, also accommodate ten, and uh, so so that accounts for several hundred of the uh, participants. But the rest just go up and camp, and there's a there is great camping available and uh, shower trailers and so forth that uh, allow the men to to uh, be able to take care of themselves. Uh, not everyone buys the food package. So there's a basic package that you can get to uh, just attend the event and hear the speakers and the singing and participate in all the sports and, and so forth. Um, but if you want the full food package, then you get the steak dinner on Saturday night and the chicken dinner on Friday night and great food on all, uh, on all days, you know, morning, breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Uh, but if you don't, and your church wants to do uh, what a number of churches do, and that is uh, put together a, a kitchen that serves their men and uh, have their own uh, food and for the event, they can save some money that way and, and also help, uh, I guess, in the fellowship and camaraderie for their, their own church men's group. And uh, so we have a little bit of everything up there. Um, and I, I did mention sports real quickly. Let me just mention that uh, there's everything from a pistol range uh, to uh, paintball and uh, archery and high ropes and a big swing. I mean, there's, there is something for everybody to do, uh, horseshoes, swimming. And there is uh, probably what you'd call almost like a triathlon event, but uh, we call it the men's roundup race. And it's really, it's, it's something for somebody that wants to show that they're really fit and able to do it, but most of us are just happy to watch it. How about you personally, Mike? What will you be competing in or participating in? <laughs> well, as, as the registration chair, you're pretty busy most of the time, first part of the weekend. But I do try to get up to the pistol range, and uh, I've been up in the archery, and uh, like the ro- high ropes up uh, to do those kinds of things. Oh, and I didn't mention there is a, a, literally a championship disc golf course, and there will be men playing disc golf uh, throughout the weekend, I'm sure, because uh, there always are. 
And Men's Roundup isn't just for men. Uh, any high school age youth that would come with their father, if they're under 18, uh, they have to be with, with a man. They have to be with a father or an, an, another uh, responsible adult that would be with them. But, but it is for uh, those, those next generation men that are coming up because it's a great event for them to connect with the men's group and learn more about uh, Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and uh, what, what that means. Well, that's wonderful, Mike. One of the things I'm not a fan of in the modern American church is what I perceive as the over-compartmentalization of things. So, for instance, at a church, let me think, you're a single woman age 40, you belong with these people, or here's where you can serve us, as opposed to just learning who people are and loving them exactly where they've come from no matter what gifts or talents or resources they may offer. So I am encouraged that Men's Roundup, September 9th through the 11th, is encouraging high school-aged young men to come if it's with a responsible adult mentor or dad figure. So can you tell us about some of the younger attendees, and how many do you think are coming each year with all these wonderful activities that you have? If you're talking about the high school-aged youth, Probably, you know, I don't have a count on that. I wish I did. Uh, a, a number of men, you know, bring uh, bring their sons or uh, some somebody else that they're mentoring uh, that uh, would qualify, and and they generally that group would be more involved with with the lake and the swimming. Uh, there's all kinds of activities with that. There is actually fishing too, but that's generally the something the older guys tend to do a little bit more than than the young men but the young men get into the disc golf the, the disc golf is a big young man sport as you can well imagine and uh, they enjoy it and have a good time with it um, you can mountain bike up there there are some hiking trails that take you clear up on the mountains so you can see the entire camp and really a, a, the whole willamette valley from up there almost and uh, so there's there's something for everybody to do and then there are the four main speaking events or main teaching events that take place in the, in the forum and uh, which the forum holds like 14, 1500 uh, inside and as long as the weather's good, uh, a good portion of them will sit just outside uh, where you can hear it well and you can still see it as long as your eyes are good uh, through the open windows and, and whatnot. And it's an awesome, awesome event when you hear all those men singing. If, uh, if they go on the website, mensroundup.com, or into, uh, into uh, YouTube and just Google Men's Roundup itself for historical uh, video, uh, you'll see what, it, what I'm talking about. I mean, there's nothing like being in that auditorium, in that uh, forum, we call it, with all those men singing uh, how great thou art, or any of the good music, and oftentimes the singers, uh, and and I don't know whether uh, uh, Austin French is going to do this, but a lot of times they'll actually get the audience involved and uh, and in a couple of their songs, which is makes it even more fun. That's wonderful, Mike. Not only does Men's Roundup have something to offer for anyone when it comes to activities, you'd mentioned shooting and disc golf and paintball, and fishing, but it's also a unifying event. So can you get a little in-depth when it comes to 
this year's breakout speakers? Sure, absolutely. No, we always have breakout speakers, and this year we'll have uh, four different breakout speakers that will talk about uh, the value of, of offering gifts and talents and abilities for kingdom work. I mean, our, our ministry, if you will, our service, uh, and how we can be culturally relevant. And you mentioned, you know, attracting, not separating the generations, but bringing us all together because we all grow together. And, and uh, you know, how we can support men's ministry back to uh, the local churches. And, and that's a lot of times uh, this event is the annual event for many of the churches. I mean, they, this is where they'll bring their group of men and make that connection that will then carry them, you know, forward during that next year. So uh, we'll, those, those speakers uh, will be available in, in, in the open session. If, you, if they're not, if the person's not off doing paintball or uh, disc golf or something like that, they'll have an opportunity to, to uh, be at one of the breakouts that happen in the afternoon, the, sh- the workshops. Uh, there also, and I didn't mention this so far, but uh, there is a Spanish program. I mean, uh, they actually translate uh, the main speaker as well as the breakouts into uh, Spanish and welcome that group uh, for in their separate sessions so that they can uh, make the connections there as well. Mike, I'm so glad that Men's Roundup has added a Spanish program this year round. I'm going to have to tell our friends at El Rey and La Patrona about that. Yeah, actually, we, we added it a couple of years before before the COVID breakup. And uh, the first year, we, you know, we worked with it as best we could. And the second year, it got a lot better. And I can't imagine it won't be better this year because uh, the uh, – the pastors that have been doing that for us or making that connection, uh, in this case, this pastor, Israel, Israel Valdez, that is the primary speaker for the Hispanic program. And uh, each year it seems to get better and better. And we're extremely happy that, uh, and, and that we can you know, provide a blessing to them and they provide a blessing to us. Especially coming off of a couple of years worth of pandemic. Mike, are there certain reservations that you found that men have about congregating together in person, whether it's COVID-related or something personal? I mean, do men avoid getting together more than women at times? Oh, there's no question about that, Mike. I chuckle because, yeah, uh, men get together and do things. However, getting men to get together and and talk deeply about issues and you know, challenges that we have and and how to overcome those and uh, coming up with uh, suggestions and so forth, uh, that that gets to be a challenge. And the nice part about Men's Roundup is that it's long enough. I mean, you're there from, uh, you can come as early as Thursday, but the program starts Friday night. And after each of the programs, there's actually a, ch- a challenge, uh, if you will, a, a uh, a study that you're you're asked to do with your group or with the other men that you're with, and uh, that gets you you know that facilitate that that uh, draw those men together and get them talking to each other and uh, moving forward so to speak and making those connections because that's that's one of the things that we oftentimes miss as men. Uh, the women get together and they talk about. Anything and everything. Uh, men get together and they typically don't do that as much. And so 
by the by our main speaker and the breakout speakers, uh, giving each of the men, uh, you know, kind of a study guide, if you will, or, or a discussion guide. Uh, it makes a lot of difference and makes a uh, ma- helps facilitate that connection being made. Previously serving as president of Men's Roundup and currently serving as the registration chair, we'll be hearing more great details from Mike Fishnaller next about Men's Roundup. Details are at the website, mensroundup.com. That's mensroundup.com. Mike Fishnaller returns next on Difference Makers. You're listening to Difference Makers. My name is Mike Lee. And coming up Friday, September 9th through Sunday, September 11th, Men's Roundup returns to Camp Tadmore in Lebanon, Oregon. And Mike Fishnaller served as a past president of the event. And this year he serves as the registration chair. So, Mike, thanks for all you're doing to get men together, to grow in Christ. And tell us, what do men need most today in your opinion, I think men men need to get together with other men and uh, make those connections, and not just to do things uh, which we oftentimes do. And my men, my men's group and my church just recently went to an axe throwing uh, business and and threw axes for a couple hours. Uh, but that doesn't help you grow in your faith. That just gets you together. And But it does help you make connections, personal connections with other men in, in your group. And so I got to know Rick a little bit better, who's one of the people I actually serve on the security team with. And, and uh, we've made more connections since then. Although we're not in a Bible study together, I'm sure that ultimately, you know, he's opened up to me about some of the things that I can pray for him about. And I've opened up to him about the same. And and uh, that'll continue to grow because uh, until we did that, I'd seen him a few times, but I hadn't ever really made a personal connection with him. And and that's what we need to do as men is is to make those personal connections. So if if you're going to church, which I hope you are, uh, then you know make a make a connection with the men's group in your church, and then beyond that, make a connection with one of the other Bible studies or smaller men's groups that get together that will help you grow both in your faith as well as in your service uh, in the church. Because let's face it, we all need to, we, we need something to do that we feel good about and that we can do. And I guess that's where I wound up uh, after being president of Men's Roundup. I wound up uh, volunteering to come back up and continue to work on, on things around the camp and uh the registration team was a, a natural fit. I started in the registration team before I, eat, when I first became involved, uh, and uh, have enjoyed it ever since. And one of the fun things that happens with that is that you get to see men uh, as they check in. So you literally see everybody at one time or another that's going to be at camp. So all. Uh, 14, 1,500 of the men ultimately come through registration in one way or another and uh, at one time or another because we're an information center as well as uh, the place you check in and get your your packet and uh, meal tickets and and uh, find out where the, your group is camped and just virtually anything. But the fun part about that is uh, when, when I was president back in 2001, 
I had a tough call to make because one of the other churches had come up and staked out in advance uh, an area that was really prime real estate. And we'd made uh, it known to everybody that uh, that couldn't be done until Thursday at noon. Uh, because we, you know, up to that point, people were doing, they'd come up over Labor Day weekend and they'd pick out really good spots. And it wasn't fair to those people, the, the men's groups, the other church groups that came up, that uh, they wouldn't get a chance, that couldn't get there at that time, uh, that far in advance, to, to do that. So we, we had those groups released uh, uh, Thursday at noon. But, well, in this case, I actually had to go down and pull the stakes up from, for this one group and, uh, and make the phone call to the, the, the leader of that group. His name's Larry. And I told him, I said, Larry, I, I tell you what, I'm going to do. Uh, we've got an initial group of guys up here. They're going to stake it out. And then after they're done, I'm going to give you the best spot that's left. Um, but I, that's what I've got to do. And, uh, and he, he at, at first, he, he didn't like that. But at the same time, we've become fast friends. And the nice part about that is that Larry brings his son. And now his son's sons come up there with him also. And we see each other every year when we're up there because I'm at, I'm at registration. So no matter where he's camped, I'm always going to run into him and get a chance to you know, give him a hug and pray with him and, and things like that. Mike, it's wonderful that your friend not only returns to men's roundup events, but he makes it multi-generational and he brings relatives and hopefully they have great times, but also grow in the Lord together. So are there any other areas besides registration at times where Men's Roundup has any gaping needs that people might want to step up and assist in? Actually, the the, the sports group, uh, vir- virtually anything we do up there, whether it's uh, the the cooks, there's a great crew of people that do all the you know cooking up there and the food and things like that. And uh, if a person's got has been blessed with uh, the skill to do that. Uh, they can volunteer for just almost anything. The sports uh, group all, is always looking for uh, additional people that would be able to uh, run an event and uh, you know help coach people on how to how to shoot the bow and arrow, as an example, or or uh, help monitor the paintball uh, facility and so forth. Uh, and the high ropes, and you know, there's all there's all kinds of things going on up there, and uh, there's plenty of places to volunteer and become involved. And what's the best way to contact you if someone has it on their heart that they want to help serve at Men's Roundup? I would say actually the best way to do it would be uh, through the Men's Roundup website, uh, or the uh, there's an email of info at mensroundup.com, and if they got a desire to become more involved or just just have a question about, uh, you know, how do I get there? Uh, what do I need to bring? Uh, you name it. Uh, it's, it's a great way to get that information. And uh, the other thing that probably would be to go onto YouTube if, you, uh, if you're interested and see what past men's roundups look like, because that will help you understand what you're going to get yourself into and what, how, how it's going to be able to bless you this year and your family if you bring your son or uh, or cousin or nephew or brother or uh, you know whoever you would bring because each of those is going to make a difference. 
Mike Fishdollar serves as the registration chair of Men's Roundup, and this is far from your first event. You've served as a president of the event in the past, Mike. So do you have any great stories or memories to share about Men's Roundup? Oh, I think when we came up with the first Men's Roundup race, one of my good friends uh, from First Baptist Church in Eugene, just he, he tried to get me to get into this event. Um, and I, I was younger then, and so I actually probably could have done it without killing myself. But uh, because it's it's quite an event. I mean, you swim across the lake, you uh, draw, crawl through a mud pit, uh, you're shot at with paintball guns. I mean, uh, it's it's a it's a kind of a grueling uh, event, but it's it is great fun. Well, fortunately, I didn't do it. Uh, and he wound up actually injuring himself, unfortunately. We don't have very many injuries, but he, he did injure himself, at which point I was really glad I didn't do it <laughs> because I could see myself um, being injured and taking a long time to heal, and uh, that's not fun. But uh, there, there are lots of... Uh, pr- probably the biggest thing that we see is uh, men who, who come up, uh, aren't really connected to their group, as much and are dealing with something internally and, and uh, on their own at, at the time, like going through a divorce or uh, or an illness uh, that they have or somebody in the family that are really close to has, and uh, and and seeing you know when the when the speaker is giving the message and at the end of the message there's always uh, men up uh, front to pray with them, chaplains if you will, to, to pray with the men and and also other men in their work, in their group that would come together with them and to see that that um, shell being opened up, so to speak so that, so that they seek the help that they know they need when you see that uh, it can literally bring tears to your eyes Well that's wonderful Mike this really seems like A wonderful men's event coming to Lebanon, Oregon's Camp Tadmore, September 9th through the 11th. You'd mentioned a lot of the wonderful activities and that there really is something for everyone. And you also mentioned that many of the attendees come out in tents and in RVs. But can you make a suggestion for those who might be less inclined to be outdoorsy. Tell us about these cabins and yurts. If you were to break down the number of men coming to a men's roundup event, who tends to stay where? Well, uh, as, as I mentioned, there, there are a number of cabins, and they hold 11 men each. Um, there, and I think there's about 20 cabins total. So, uh, you know, that that's, gets a couple hundred the yurts. But most of those are allotted or allocated, if you will, to uh, the different churches. Uh, they've, they've applied for them already. Uh, if your church has one, hopefully, uh, if they have any bunk space left in them, uh, you can get in. Uh, so at, at this point, uh, the number one thing would be that uh, the cost of the event uh, for early registration is going to end pretty quickly, and uh, um, you want to get signed up real quick. And uh, then the second part of it would be uh, make arrangements to get together with some other men uh, that, uh, you know, have camping facilities or, you know, the ability to camp. Uh, if you if your church doesn't have a cabin or you're already signed up, uh, then uh, make arrangements with some men to, you know, get a tent together and uh, some, some cots and so forth. Uh, because it's very comfortable, there's no question. And it's not cold at night up there at the first part of September, especially this year. 
we'll see we'll see how that turns out later on but uh, we have had rain up there at times but most of the time the sun shines and it's beautiful and uh you know it's that early fall weather that we get that uh really makes it nice to be up there uh whether you're camping or whether you're in an rv or whether you're in one of the yurts or the tent or the cabins Sounds like it's going to be a great time in Lebanon, Oregon at Camp Tadmore for Men's Roundup this year, Mike, from September 9th through the 11th. So do you have any great stories? We certainly have uh, have had a number of men who who we knew in the past that uh, um, we had a good friend that uh, for, for years was a part of our Bible study that moved to Portland and, uh, and, and you know, it from Eugene to begin with, and we hadn't seen him in probably five or six years, and we're able to reconnect up at Camp Tadmore because, uh, you know, you, as I say, you do see everybody at, at registration, but also at the the main events. I mean, you're going to see uh, some different, you know, some people that you haven't seen, and, and Ron, who was a big part of what we had done in Eugene for years, uh, was able to reconnect with us, uh, you know, in the past couple three uh, events before COVID uh, stopped us from having it. And uh, hopefully we'll see him again in the same way with Larry. I mean, uh, they're uh, one of our longest term, uh, I guess, past presidents, if you will, Dale Matthew, uh, who is no longer uh, able to get up there and no longer with us, actually. He's with the Lord now. Uh, but anyway, he, he was uh, just a... He was the walking history of Men's Roundup for, for probably 65 years. And, uh, it, you know, he's, people like that have a, have a lot to offer, and uh, you can learn a lot just by being around them, and we, and we do. Mike Fishdollar previously served as president of Men's Roundup, and this year he is the registration chair. So, Mike, in our final couple of minutes, is there anyone you want to say hi to or send a shout-out to? Well, I... I'd say, you know, I'd, I, although I don't know that they're going to hear uh, hear your message, unfortunately, because of because uh, you're local in, in the Portland area, but uh, certainly um, Mark Hafner, who uh, was our CB Northwest uh, director for for many years, and uh, and and uh, was instrumental in getting us, you know, keeping us on the right path. Um, just it was was a real blessing to all of us. Uh, some of our speakers that we've had in the past have been absolutely awesome and uh, just an inspiration, and you can find that information on the Men's Roundup website uh, that you could look back uh, and so forth on that. The uh, Bob Kemp, who was the Men's Roundup president that got me involved with the board, I thank him for that, and Brett Gilchrist, uh, who was the pastor of First Baptist Church, uh, that uh, actually his his... Um, Sunday school class is where I met my wife. So, um, and I was invited to that Sunday school class by the same uh, member that uh, invited me to to uh, come up and serve on the men, on the registration crew at Men's Roundup. So, uh, there's you know the, the connections never end. I guess is a good way to put it is Mike and uh, and so if you aren't connected right now, if you haven't been to church lately. Uh, go to church if you uh, have been to church but you need to connect connect and come to men's roundup and make that connection even firmer 
Mike Fishdollar, thank you so much for serving as the previous president of Men's Roundup and currently the registration chair. Men's Roundup returns Friday, September 9th through Sunday the 11th to Camp Tadmore in Lebanon, Oregon, with all the details online at mensroundup.com. And I'll link that up to the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. So thank you so much again, all of the crew at Men's Roundup. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Difference Makers. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.